Hello, everybody, and welcome to RPG Cast 518 for October 19th, 2019. I am your wonderful host, Anna Marie Privateer, and my arm is swollen to twice its normal size. Oh my gosh, is it swollen? <laughs> Anna got a shingles vaccine because yeah. she's immunocompromised, and her doctor's like, You should get this so you don't die later. And so also, she took it, my, and now her arm's really fat. Both my parents have had shingles outbreaks. Ooh. And so it's like, yeah, it's probably time for me. Wait, to your get mom's it. coming to visit. Yes, mm. yes, she is. Mm. That, that's uh, adult chicken pox, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when you get chicken pox, it burrows it... way down into the middle of your nerves or bone marrow or something, and then comes out later. Yeah. Shingles, have a party. Wee, you're itchy everywhere. I had a coworker that had that constantly, and she was not fun to be around. Yeah, so I mean, like both fun. my parents had really minor outbreaks where it was just like shingle patches and they were treated and it went away, which is honestly how most people get shingles. <laughs> um, but since <clears throat> I have a messed up immune system. It's, it's... so messed up. So it's I... better for me to get Your immunosystem makes so many compromises. It capitulated to Korea. It capitulated to China. It's capitu- no, no, no. <laughs> We're going to talk about video there. We're talking about video games instead of my arm very and Chris's poor grasp of what compromise is. Hi, Kelly. Your immune system Hello. ate a bagel Hi, in the Korean. Peter. In, in He's the still Canadian. trying. Hello. I did not put mustard you on put my bagel. Mustard on the bagel. Your immune system put bagel. At some point, Alex is going to jump in, so he's he's not quite here yet. I think he's coming home from cricket. Um, so, all right, we're going to jump straight into what we've been playing, and Chris is going to go first, no. because Uh-oh. what he's been doing is very boring. He's playing more Dragon Quest XI-esque. It's not boring at all. Oh my gosh, I'm hanging out with Silvando. I'm on the float. Oh boy, it's fun. Uh, oh, so you're doing the happy Pride Parade thing with Silvando right now? Kelly, they add, like a, they add a middle chapter where you get to see the origins of the Smile Parade. Oh my god, I... I... Yeah. <laughs> Dang, I need to get this game and play it again. It's like, oh, Kelly's going to love this. <laughs> yeah. It's it's on my Christmas list. I'll probably play it as my Christmas game after Christmas. All right. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dragon Quest XI is still awesome. Still liking it. Um, I, Even though I'm replaying this game, it's like, oh, it feels so good. And I really enjoy it. Um, I know I'm going to carry through and do third act this time um mostly because i'm proceeding through the rest of the game so quote unquote quickly i'm over 30 hours in by the way um so not that quick but I so guess for here's Dragon how Quest, our it's evenings quick. go is um because oh, yeah I'm, because i'm trying to socialize <laughs> our new cat i end up going into the room with her while it's chris so plays funny. video games and i turn on my switch and all i hear from the other half of the house hey! is <laughs> So whenever she gets online, it knocks me off because I'm playing her copy of the game. So whenever she goes to like the eShop or out of her game and connects to Wi-Fi accidentally. And so here's the fun part is sometimes I play with my headphones in and he's shouting at me across the house and I'm not hearing him. So he calls my phone and I'm like, what do you want? Like, can you please maybe get offline, please? (laughs) It's it's a good thing that game has autosave. <clears throat> yeah. So all it does is if if it you just, can't, it just suspends. 
Yeah, okay. it, it doesn't close out the game. It just uh, pauses the game and says, you don't have access to this anymore. <laughs> go go so, buy it, you loser. <laughs> suck it. So is that the video game equivalent of flushing the toilet when somebody else is in the shower? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> like, ah! I'm trying to... This cutscene! It's a new cutscene! And you're just in a... <laughs> ah! Uh, the, the, the joys of a two-switch household. Right. Obviously, the correct answer is to get more switches. Like, my <laughs> husband and I bought our switch separate switch. Well, he bought me a switch when he bought his switch and nipped this problem in the bud, so I've always had my own account. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing is, is oh, this is wrong. a problem because I own the game. Yeah, so uh. this is the dumb thing about the Switch. So here's how it works. If you want to share accounts, you have to do it counterintuitively if you want the least amount of disruptions as possible. So say you're going to play on a Switch and your partner is going to play on a Switch. Well, the, the Switch that your partner is going to play games on, um, if it ever goes offline or away, um, it's the one that needs to be have your primary account because then it's allowed to do that. Um, and that's assuming the switch you always play on is at home and online. So you gotta, well, yeah, you gotta think about how it's working out with your relationship. But in the case of Anna, she's always at home and online on her switch. Therefore, she should be on the one that has to be online to play. Whereas me, I could be on the one that can be offline and play all her stuff. And that's not the way we have it set up right now. And there's a reason we have it set up that way, too, because, like, if Anna ever wants to travel and be offline, she's going to want to play her stuff, so switching back and forth would also be bad. In other words, Nintendo sucks, and it, even though it's the same way as everyone else, more or less, it, it's just awkward and inconvenient, and we should have real family accounts like iOS. Yeah. That would be great. I mean, even the PlayStation, can't you have two PS4 set as your primary? No. Oh, okay. Was it two Vitas? Oh, uh, that they changed all that at some point. Okay. Yeah, because when my husband yeah, it's less permissive now. When my husband and I were sharing a PS4, we had issues <clears throat> issues similar to that, and the PS3 wasn't like that at all. Yeah, the easiest for you is if like you have a partner who like always plays docked at home, then you know you give them you don't give them the primary login because they're always going to be docked and online when they play. If you both travel or leave the house and want to play online and offline, that's when it gets real hard and you have to just yell at each other across the house or call each other on the telephone like monsters. And uh, speaking of yelling at each other across the house, we also played uh, 2v2c at Free Enterprise. <gasps> we did, and we yelled at each other across the computer room. Yeah. So that was really interesting. Um, so We we've... sucked. Well, we didn't do that bad. Yeah, but we I didn't mean, do that I haven't played either. the game in months. You're holding me back, even though you finished sooner. <laughs> Chris was so upset. So the way, so we've talked about Final Fantasy IV Free Enterprise, but just kind of the teal deer. It is a Final Fantasy IV mod that randomizes all of the bosses, key items, and treasures, and you have to perform certain tasks in order to get the crystal, go to Zeramis, beat up Zeramis. Hmm. And so there is kind of an alternative way of playing, which is a team uh, game. So Chris and I have the same version of the seed, and we play it together, and we communicate back and forth while we do various tasks. So, What do you, what do you guys communicate about? Just, like, where you are or 
we're playing oh, the same seeds, so we tell each other seed, what yeah. we found. Yeah, and yeah. So, right. like, for example, normally in a free enterprise seed, sort of my um, task list of things to do is I go to Baron, and then I go to Dam Cyan, and then I go to Mount Fabul, and then I go to uh, Yang's place, Fabul, and then I go to Mount Ordeals. But if you're in a two-player seed, you don't need to kind of follow that fairly strict order. So, like, Chris went to Baron, and then I went to Kaipo, and then I went to Damsayan, and he went to the Ant Cave, and I didn't bother doing the Ant Cave because he was already doing it, so I went somewhere else. Hmm. So you sort of divide up, the, you divide and conquer. And he's mad that I beat the seed first because he found, like, all the important items. You found some, too. Yeah. Don't give me that. But, I mean, for the most part, I was finding crap. Because it was funny, you were so frustrated. Yeah, the way that it's set up is there's like uh, eleven, no, uh, sixteen key items in the game, something like that. But there's like thirty-five potential places where they might be. So sometimes you check a key item spot and don't get a key item, and sometimes you can get a really funny item, um, or a really useless item. And so I was just like, I was going everywhere and I was eliminating at least all the possibilities of where stuff could be, but it was frustrating because I wasn't finding anything important. And then I found the important stuff and finished the scene before he did. <laughs> By what? Eight minutes? Nine minutes? Yeah. So it wasn't too bad. All right. Um, other than that, I started playing... Oh, actually, I finished Dragon Quest Three, and I wrote a review. And then I started playing. So that you re- Sorry. So they reviewed it. Yeah, someone got mad because I said there was grinding in the game. What? <laughs> and I'm, apparently, it's, it's Dragon Quest. There's grinding, and I know Tim Rogers at Kotaku.com would like us to believe that they're perfectly balanced. I don't know that I found that to be the case always. I mean, having played, you know, most of the Dragon Quests at this point, I don't feel like. Who actually complained? Uh, some user, some reader, okay, or Twitter person. Yeah. Okay. So I, the only Dragon Quest game where I don't think I ever had to grind was Eleven. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember grinding that much in Seven and Eight. Well, I mean, I remember grinding a little oh, come bit on. in Seven. Come on, but I in don't seven? remember grinding in Eight. Seven's like grind fest. But yes, I definitely agree with Tim Rogers that there is no grinding in Dragon Quest games. Because I think there is track grinding in certain Dragon Quest games. I remember grinding in 9. Um, I don't I, remember grinding I remember in nine. 9 just being forever. It just took forever. There was just after, so much to do in uh, 9 that it maybe felt, felt like grinding. grinding. Eight, yeah. I had some spots where <coughs> I had to grind. Um, but that's because I wanted to. And I was having so much fun. Uh, 7 I didn't play. Six or five. I played one of those on the DS, did some grinding, messed my chance to get a character, got real upset and stopped playing. Uh, there's, a, there's a person that you have to say no to instead of yes, and then I shamed them into leaving, and they left, and then they don't join me now. Shame on you. I know. <laughs> I made them feel bad, and they left. I'm like, well, it is your fault, but I, I guess it was the wrong thing to say. Which Dragon Quest was this? Uh, five or something like that. There's like a dude uh, at a town and like he had been terrorizing the town or something accidentally and I said the wrong thing and he left. Hi, what are we talking about? Dragon um, Quest. Dragon, Dragon Quest. Quest 3. Right. Yes, so I finished it 
there is grinding. Uh, and then I jumped into Mary Skelter too. So um, I can talk about the first two hours of the game up until you recruit Hamelin, which is one of the new characters. Wait, 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 wait. What? You went to two now? What? What? Mary you, Skelter 2. Mary Skelter 2, not Dragon Quest 2? No, okay. Mary Skelter 2. I got lost there. Which I can second. talk about the first two hours. What's a Hamelin? Hamelin is one of... So um, the premise of this game is that um, the uh, some portion of Japan has been turned into this unnatural jail-type environment. I feel like that are, happens every other week in Japan. <clears throat> and there are monsters called Marchin yeah. that um, torture the humans to please the jail. Yeah, this is like every couple thing. of weeks, isn't yeah. it? Hamlin <laughs> is a Pied do... Piper. Oh, part what? Hamlin is a Pied Piper. That's where the name comes from. Uh. And that actually makes a lot of sense, because when you meet her, she has a whistle, and she's controlling Marchands, which should be the bad guys. Um, so yeah, uh, it plays just like the first game, but there's a whole bunch more stuff and layers, and they do a fairly good job of introducing it, slowly-ish. I do feel like they kind of pile on certain things all at once, like when you discover your base. <clears throat> Are you all about that base? Uh, yeah, actually. Oh. Um, and so the... So how does this tie in with the first one? I don't know yet. Okay. Because, and I can talk about this part, is so at the start of the first game, you play as, I believe, Red Riding Hood, and you go in and you rescue Jack and Alice. And Jack becomes the main character. Alice becomes one of the Blood Maidens, and you have to go rescue the rest of the Blood Maidens. There is a character, there's a Blood Maiden that's missing. Her name was Little Mermaid, and she went crazy and tried to kill everybody, so Red Riding Hood had to kill her. In the first game? In the first game. In the second game, you open playing uh, Little Mermaid and Red Riding Hood and a new character called Otsu. And right. Otsu is a blood maiden, but she wants to be a prince. And it's very complicated, but let's just say she wants to be a prince, and she calls the Little Mermaid her princess, and they're, quote-unquote, married. And so the Little Mermaid doesn't go crazy like she does in the first game. Well, is this a prequel, maybe? Alice does go crazy. Okay. And Jack gets turned into a nightmare. So totally different first 30 minutes compared to the first game. And I have a lot of questions. And like things get even more divergent after you pick up Hamlin because all of the characters that you expect to be at the base aren't there anymore. Okay. So like all of the NPCs that supported you through the first game, they're dead. Oh, yeah. Hey, you spoiler. Up. You messed up. <laughs> no, it's just part of the story. And it's not really a spoiler. It's like uh, the first I know. hour. I'm kidding. <laughs> so, I mean, you do have um, alternatives. And the interesting thing is the alternates that you end up meeting and rescuing are people that are referenced in the first game and they're dead. They're like a in the first game. In the dead. first game, oh, they are referenced as an exploration team that went out into the jail and never returned. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of questions, which I don't have answers to at the moment. And even if I did, I couldn't share them because they'd be past the two-hour mark. Uh-huh. So um, the first the first dungeon um, is different from the the first game because it's the Little Mermaid's dungeon. 
Um, and that was really interesting sort of going through like her motivations and like what might have caused her to go crazy in the first game. And that, that dungeon's really cool. And then the second one is a returning dungeon from the former game. It's the dorms, but it's totally been the, the, the look is the same, but how you explore it has changed pretty significantly. And I think that's all I can say right now. I might have even gone too far. Shh, don't tell anybody. Uh, Alex, you can finally tell us about Trails of Cold Steel really? 3. That's what he was playing. Yeah, okay. I played lots of that. I had a feeling. Did you finish it? Yeah, I finished it. He reviewed it. it. Took... He couldn't review it without finishing it. Oh, I didn't see that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm a little behind. It only took 95 hours. Only 95 hours. Right. Yep. Someone on the Nisa Discord asked why I didn't review it, and I'm like, because it's 100 hours. I was about to like put up a video of Cold Steel 3, but like everything about Cold Steel games is a spoiler for previous games, so I'm just going to put up a white piece of paper instead. <laughs> and my favorite part is this, is after playing 100 hours of Cold Steel 3 and reviewing it, you immediately jumped into Cold Steel 1. Well, yeah. I, f- I figured if I... We played all three of those. It take me roughly about the time until Cold Steel Four gets there. <laughs> that's that's dedication. Yeah, yeah, and it was, yeah. That was pretty much my thinking, and I want to play more Cold Steel after running out of Cold Steel Three to play with. People it, loved your negative. One of your negatives being having to wait for Cold Steel Four. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty funny. I got a lot of conversation. I mean, it's. A trail's ending and there's another part, so yeah. <laughs> Are you replaying? This is what the series does. <laughs> Are you replaying one on the PS4? Uh, PC. Ah. Oh. Because I bought it at some point last year, apparently. <clears throat> Doesn't the Wait. PC version have like fast forwarding through battles and stuff? Uh, it's got, if you hold down right trigger, if you're playing on the controller, then it sort of sets it on high speed mode. Uh, so it's different to the PS, PS4 one where you just press the right yeah, right bit of the trackpad and that just turns on high-speed mode that's toggleable. Cool. So yeah, that really helps with some of the battle stuff, like especially the animations, because the craft animations can, can be a bit long and they're probably going to be what you're primarily using for most of the fights. Cool. Yeah, I mean, going between one and three actually makes me appreciate the crossbar battle system in three more because it really speeds up choosing stuff. So, yeah. is there anything that you want to explicitly talk about about Cold Steel three? Um, it's hard to talk about Cold Steel three yeah. because it's all spoilers. Yeah, I mean, all I can say is that it's just really good, especially, I think it's all right. probably I got, the I got you best covered one here. in Cold I got Steel you games. covered here. I yeah. got you covered here. I've, I haven't played any Cold Steel games. I haven't played uh, yes. any Legend of Hero games. So I'm going to give yep. you an outsider's perspective about what this series is and what to expect. All right. Are kids at a school? Yes. Okay. Yes. Do you ride horses? Yes. Okay. Um, you, also, you also ride bikes. You also ride bikes. Oh, my gosh. They Most totally bikes. added a ton to this game. Um, do you have anime-style attack names where you, like, shout stuff and then uh, do attacks? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Um, are there people who betray you? Oh, yeah. 
Okay. And yeah, are there I'm, people who were yeah. your enemies who <laughs> become co co allies? Is this less, an, so, less so in this one? Is this an anime? I would say so. Uh, I'm talking. Okay. I, no, I that's understanding it. Okay. Do you gain levels? You gain levels. All yes. right. So you have to start from it, one. It is in this an RPG. Game. I can confirm it's an RPG. Do you start over from one in this game, or do you carry over? Do you start over from one in this game? Okay. Do they do they justify that, or does it feel dumb? And like uh, I've already leveled this guy five times. Certainly. I mean, you basically get a brand new main cast apart from the main. A new main the cast. Oh. Yeah. So is this all three games is a new main cast? Nope. So okay. the first two games are class seven. Yeah. And then class seven graduates and there's okay. a new class seven. Well what about what class seven's up to now? Um, like, oh yeah, they all they all, oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they, oh. they all get cameos. But they're not in your party. There, there's, yeah, there's Well, they start off with four but it goes up to six sort of permanent party members, but there are over twenty playable party members okay. throughout the game. You just basically get a rotating roster of guest characters. Okay. See, the, the main reason why I was curious about this game and why I started this series is because um, characters from Trails in the Sky show up. Oh, yeah, they they appear right from the start. You get Tita and Agate are there right from the start. And from Crossbell Saga, you get Randy Orlando's there right from the start. Is this and story a, a I, continuation of those other two series' stories? Knowing yes. them is helpful. So, so, sort of, but it's more—it's mostly a continuation of Cold Steel. <clears throat> so there are there people. are there are major elements that sort of caused so all the stuff that basically caused the things that happened elsewhere. All right. So there's an, yeah, you you probably you almost certainly want to have played at least Cold Steel one and two. You get quite a lot of benefit at least in the in especially in the first chapter you get lots of benefit from having played Chairs in the sky and the second chapter you get a lot of benefit from playing the crossbell games is this one but big saga play. split across three series yeah or is yes. it three separate sagas really no, with it's, some it's, crossover it's, it's one big saga across three series and, and we the only have game, two of them four, oh no and the fourth game is uh 60 complete after cold steel 4 the fourth game what? So yeah, after Trials of Cold Steel Four, the actual saga is about sixty percent complete, according to Falcom. Oh, for goodness' sake! <laughs> Should I just wait for the remastered edition, like that's going to come out in twenty twenty five on no. the uh, the PlayStation Six? No, because it'll take you forever to play them. Well, maybe just, they'll stream it down. Just stop playing the games. These okay. are all games that take a hundred hours to play. I, yeah. I don't have time for this. No. I want to watch the anime. Is there an anime of all this? I, nope. No. The story is very good. Is this Kingdom Hearts? No. Is this <laughs> secretly actually Kingdom Hearts? No, well, it, the, makes, no it makes sense and the main oh, character actually sense. does something for the uh, yeah. majority of the game. The main character rather does than just, Rather than just <laughs> screwing around for most of the game and then doing something right at the very end. Alex with the deep cuts, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, See, unlike uh, Kingdom Hearts, these games uh, seem like they had an overall plan. Yeah. <laughs> Cohesive beginning, middle, and end. 
All right. Um, I mean, tell, yeah. tell us I mean, about the main, the main thing about is sorry, just as a final point. The main thing about these games is that they do exactly what they want from an RPG, which is sort of basically completely suck me into the world, especially with all the little touches that Falcom puts into it. I mean, this is it took 95 hours because I was more very happily talking to every NPC at least five times. Has this cured you of the need to play Final Fantasy XIV? Well, I'd sort of gone off anyway because I was busy playing stuff and it takes forever to... And I just got to... I'm mostly caught up, so I don't really care about getting all the latest stuff. I've never actually played these games before. Are they turn-based RPGs or are they action RPGs? Turn-based. Turn, okay. They're slightly like grandeur in that there's a lot of manipulating of the turn order can really help you. Oh, gotcha. And you get bonuses on you get bonuses on certain turns, so a certain spot in the turn order might give a sort of ten percent health regeneration and things like that. So Does Cold Steel Three have an easy mode? Cold Steel 3 has four difficulty settings that you can switch between. It's like very easy, easy, normal, and hard. I was okay. hoping they'd all be variations of easy. <laughs> Super easy, very easy. Oh my gosh, easy. and. Cakewalk. I mean, easy is really <laughs> easy, actually. Quinoa? So. Cakewalk. Oh, cakewalk. What's a quinoa? <laughs> What's a quino? <laughs> and, there's, yeah, and there's the one level nightmare mode, but you can't change it fast you selected it. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call the difficulty level of my game now. Kino. Quinoa. Quinoa. It's, it's is that making... the hard difficulty or the low difficulty? It's, it's making fun of a commercial that is like constantly on TV around no, just, here. Just quinoa. I'm just going to go quinoa. Because uh... I've, I've always played the Trails games on the easiest difficulty possible just so that I can enjoy the story and not have to worry about the battles so much. Yeah, Probably in that case for Coastal Three, I'd probably recommend Easy because it gives you you have to think just about enough on the bosses, but yeah, it's not challenging. You can still go through and just be engaged enough in the combat system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's how I like to play games like this that are super long. I mean, yeah, if you if you're playing on normal hard, you might just get time to switch it just to speed through things a bit quicker, which. Mm-hmm. It's understandable. So what you're saying is very easy is like mash X beat the game. Well, yeah, you just need to. You probably just need to keep hitting, and it'll just win for you. So, yeah, right. But I'm glad that RPGs have that option for people that just want to see the story. I agree. I mean, I'm I'm older now, and it's harder for me to sit down and play through sixty to a hundred hour RPGs. So give me give me easy all the way. That's how I played Fire Emblem. That's how I played Fire Emblem. That's how I played Fire Emblem. I played Fire (laughs) Emblem on hard, which was really just kind of normal, and it was much more satisfying, and you were all wrong. Okay. Mm. Other than that. Also, (laughs) does does playing on Super Easy on Cold Steel make it actually go faster? Oh, yeah. Does it cut it down from 100 hours to 80? Yeah, well, I'm not talking affects... to every NPC 500 times before he cuts it down from 95 to 80. <laughs> I mean, I imagine that it affects... But if you do that, that yeah. Fa- 
Well, yeah, if you do that, then you're not playing it properly. <laughs> Falcon Games, you have to talk to every NPC as many times as possible. Okay. But yeah, yeah, switching it to easy will just speed up all the battle stuff. Get that out of the way. Get this RPG garbage out of here. I've got NPCs yeah. to talk to. <laughs> Why not? Why not just go all the way? Make it a, a a compile heart game and just have it all be on a menu. You know, just come on. You are so bitter about that. I am so bitter about that. Is there a nice way to tell you to get over it? No. Okay, I'll be not nice. Get over it. Okay. All right. Um, you've been playing Warsaw, Alex. Oh, yes, I did. Yeah, I started that A this nice week. uplifting topic on that one. <laughs> yep. I hear that so, game yeah, is what really Warsaw is about for people who don't know. Yeah, Warsaw is set during the Warsaw Uprising in uh, 1944 when they sort of rebelled against the uh, occupying Nazi forces and it resulted in the pretty much entire destruction of the city. Thanks, America. So, yeah, happy game. Yeah, I have but, no idea about that. <laughs> but yeah, basically, you basically, it's, I think people have been comparing it to Darkest Dungeon, though I haven't played Darkest Dungeon, so I can't say how accurate that is. But you basically get, you have a group of, a group of sort of rebels who you're in charge of, and you send them out on missions into, into Warsaw, which will usually be things like defeat X number of Nazi the Nazi forces, or go and collect X amount of supplies, and that will take up some of the days you're basically trying to get through 64 days because that's how long the Warsaw Uprising lasted. And each mission usually takes takes up between two to five days, I think. And yeah, you, you select missions from various districts in in the in the city. You get to you can do do one at a time. Uh, and any that you don't do, it will increase the. Um, not really damage rate, but it'll increase some some shot bar that goes that goes up, and when that gets to ten, then that um, district is considered lost. So you're basically trying to survive for sixty four days while numbers go down, rather than numbers going up. While numbers go down. Yes. <laughs> It's unique in that aspect of RPG numbers go down rather than up. All right. Um, anything else you wanted to talk about? Because I don't no, know. I was going to say, actually, I'd probably say how good that is because I didn't say that much, but it, it's pretty decent. It's got a nice, quick gameplay loop. It's got a turn based combat system which has sort of two rows of. Yeah, there's eight slots, so divided into two rows and sort of four columns, and then you can. Use skills, etc. On that, on that. So it's it's got a nice, quick combat system. The one thing it doesn't actually do much of that I wish it sort of did is actually have a, any story around the city. It is basically just watching numbers go down with a sort of solid dark graphical theme to it. But there's not really that much to the story or anything personal, really personal about it, which is a bit, it's a bit of, of a, a waste. Well, it sort of seems like a bit of a waste considering how much it, it probably could have done with the setting. Gotcha. But we'll see. Um, right. I think I'm about halfway through a playthrough. 
So is this going to have a review in the future? Yep. Review or Adventure Corner? Yeah, review. It's, uh, yeah, it's review. It's, okay. It's got game page. You get a review now. Okie dokie. All right. Um, Kelly, what have you been playing? Well, I got Ring Fit Adventure and yes. played like one level of that and then had to go sit down because my legs were hurting so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So, I shouldn't laugh. No, it's no, it's it's fine. I I know that I am out of shape and that's probably going to get worse before it gets better, but to be fair, last week I had kind of hurt my legs anyway doing a whole bunch of yard work and didn't want to push myself too hard to cause further injury. But um that that being said, uh yeah, the the game is a workout game. I mean, I it makes you stretch before you get into the main adventure mode. When you back out of the main adventure mode, it makes you cool down or do cool down stretches. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Well, I, I say makes you. You have the option to skip if you really just want to get into it. But if if you're just getting into this game, I would not recommend skipping either thing. Just because, yeah. It, the the game will kick your ass. Um, so th- the first level I played through, you pretty much just kind of jog through an area and the game is teaching you that you can squeeze the ring to suck in. Well, I can't remember how it is. You, you pull on the ring to suck in stuff. You squeeze the ring to make a little wind um, smoke ring that you can use to collect items. Um, you have to like point the ring down and push it in to make a wind puff to jump. Um, what else does it make you do? Oh, and you have to uh, do wind puffs to open doors and stuff. And you're doing all of this while you're jogging. So I'm very much having a walking and chewing gum issue with that kind <laughs> of stuff where it's like I'm concentrating on jogging and like, oh, I got I got a wind puff, puff, puff. Oh no, I gotta jump. Wait, I can't actually point this thing down to jump while I'm jogging. Uh and and when you stop, your character stops. <laughs> so um it's gonna take a little bit of getting used to. I'm probably gonna p- try and see how much more I can play tonight, given that I'm not <clears throat> once again not in shape. Uh so the, the thing that I like is I was actually talking to one of my friends and I was mm-hmm. like, I can't do that jogging thing. And he says, actually, they have like an accessibility mode where you can tell the game I cannot perform certain actions and it will replace them. Yeah. And one of the first things that it does is asks you, um, would you like to jog in silent mode? And with silent mode, you're not actually doing the jogging. You're kind of like bouncing up and down. Which, depending on how bad my legs get hurt, I might switch to the silent mode just to kind of help ease things a little bit so I don't hurt myself anymore. But it's nice that it gives you that option so that if you're like in an upstairs apartment that you you know can still enjoy the game without bugging your neighbors. <laughs> um I, I also screen capped this for you. One of the first things that also asks you, it's like, are you outside of, or are you in America or Canada? So that it does miles versus kilometers. Ooh, <laughs> I like. Yeah. Um, 
And the the opening cutscene is really cute because your your character finds the ring and the ring is like, hey, um, can you let me out of this ring? And you squeeze it. You squeeze it as hard as you can. And uh, this bodybuilder dragon pops out of it. And yeah. (laughs) And then the ring is like, oh, no, you accidentally let the dragon out. We have to go catch him quick, synchronized with me. So you you put your hand on the Joy-Con and put your thumb over the IR sensor and it takes your pulse. And that's what your resting pulse is. Okay, this is all sounding kind of amazing. Yeah. So my only hesitation with it is that anytime Nintendo has done things like this, it's never as responsive as it seems on like the demos and stuff. Does it feel like, you know, if you are moving, it moves, you know, not maybe not one to one, but as close to it as possible. So it doesn't feel like there's that weird, you know, lag or it's doing weird things that you didn't actually input. It felt pretty responsive when I was playing it. Um, I had trouble getting it to respond at the end, but I was also sitting down and panting. So I don't know if it, if I just wasn't moving it enough to, cause you have to use the ring to um, like select your uh, cursors and things like that. And you kind of spin it like a steering wheel to select things or flip, flip it up and down to select things. And I was having trouble getting it to respond to that. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I'm and all what, about the weird gimmicky games, but I, I always find myself like, I love them, but there's, you know, clear gaps. Yeah. Yeah. And it also me- um, measures your strength at the beginning. So it tells you to like push in, push in the ring as hard as you can and it'll <laughs> calibrate I it. I test when I go to the yeah. therapist. <laughs> and, and then pull the ring as hard as you can. And that's how it kind of measures like what you're capable of. And so, I think that you can mess with those settings. Can you have multiple profiles? So, like, can I play and Chris play? Yeah, because um, it asks, when you start the game, it asks you um, which profile, like, on your Nintendo account to that you're going to play with, or you can start right. a new one. Right, right, right. Sorry. I didn't think about that. Yeah. No, it's fine. Um, what, what else was there? It, it can set an alarm to remind you to exercise. Ooh. Even after sleep mode. And another thing that I need to mess around with is that it has uh, off TV mode where it can measure, you can like do reps with it without the game being on. And you can do up to 500 of them and you'll get like bonus EXP when you log back into the game. Chris, Chris, I think I need this. You told me this yeah it seemed intriguing enough i like the idea of uh working fitness into games i think it's an Mm -hmm. ideal platform for it Mm -hmm. um obviously ddr was a a huge success and i think if it's done right it can be really rewarding um and this this by far seemed the most uh engaging yeah i mean mean, it, it looks like a whole adventure what sold me on this is that, you know, I've tried DDR in the past and I could be DDR requires like a high level of mobility and, and agility that I unfortunately just don't have. 
And when I was researching into this one, it seemed like the, the idea is that it's trying to ease you more into being mobile. And, you know, throughout the entire game, it tells you, you know, don't don't push yourself. Do as much as you can. If you feel tired, sit down. Mm-hmm. And it also tells you to, like, keep a towel and water handy. Oh, I like that. Um, yeah. I was like, okay, well, I better go find a towel and uh, go get my water bottle. Look, the deer's bopping, Anna. See the deer bopping? Oh, no, where, where where am I supposed There's to be a, seeing this? On the stream. Oh, well, hang on. It's okay. You don't have to watch now. Okay. We'll but, watch videos um, afterwards before we mm-hmm. order it. But yeah, um, I mean, I am enjoying it so far. Like what little I played last night, and I, I'm a person that hates exercise more than anything. So I'm I'm want to give it more of a try. I definitely want to take it take it seriously and at least try to play like 30 minutes every day. Um, I'll probably be able to talk about it more next week as I get more into it because, like I said, I really can only do that first stage last night before just completely wearing out. Yeah, the beginning of stage that you see um, on. I didn't even. I mean, I did so poorly in that stage that I didn't even level. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad that it does give you, but I mean, it sounds like talking to a couple people who played this, even when you quote unquote do bad, you still make progress. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's probably going to take a while before I get really good at it. But, and I I think that's kind of the point, um, is that it's supposed to make you feel good about what you can do. Which I appreciate. Yeah, I um, like that. That's a really good approach. Yeah, because I mean that's that's part of the reason why I hate exercise is because you know I try it and then wear myself out and feel like crap afterwards. So um, I'll probably be able to talk about more about it next week. Um, but yeah, and I think I would recommend it for you. All right. Uh, anything else you've been playing that you want to talk about, Kelly? I finally unlocked Flying and WoW, which makes a lot of the stuff in the Battle for Azeroth areas a hundred times easier to go through. Um, I also, if, when you unlock Flying, you also get a robotic parrot mount, which is really cool looking. What? Yeah. I need screenshots of this. Um, and then. Just for uh, craps and giggles, I also played through Link to the Past this week. Just because I, I was getting to bed kind of late, but I wasn't like tired. And it's like, oh, I'll just pull up Legend of Zelda and play a little bit of this. And then next thing I know, it's like I'm in the Dark World. And it's like, okay, well, I'll do a couple of dungeons in the Dark World. And next thing I know, I'm at Turtle Rock. And I'm like, okay, well, might as well finish this off. And yeah. <laughs> um. Link to the yeah, past. We'll just finish this. Yeah, Link to the Past for me is like one of those comfort food games. It's like any any time, any day, I could just kind of pick it up. And plus, I was still kind of having a Zelda craving after um, Link Between World or not Link Between Worlds because I was going to play that next. Link's Awakening. Uh, yeah, Link's uh, Awakening. And uh, the the muscle memory was definitely there because I was like, why is the L button not? Making me dash. Oh, because this is a completely different game. <laughs> but yeah, that that's all I've played. All right. I think the person who hasn't gone is Peter. 
Yeah. Um, I also just wanted to note, I agree with you that Link to the Past is very much a comfort food uh, game. I can play it all the time. I think I try and actually play it like once a year just because I love it so much. But um, yeah, so I haven't actually played much myself. Um, you play this Breath week of Fire. Is, this, well, kind of. Um, this week and everything leading up to it was kind of busy. Um, yeah. I guess I did miss New baby. the last podcast. Yeah, it was um, the baby at a friend's wedding and stuff, so I didn't really have a whole lot of time. Baby's in a new phase where um, he's very needy right now, so he wants to be held constantly, and it is very hard to do anything um, when he is he's as fussy as he is. So um, even when he's in like our arms and stuff like that. He's kicking and moving his hands. So it's not even like I can just sit down and, uh, you know, hold a, a handheld or something like that. He's just, uh, he's, he's growing. And apparently this phase is like, he's becoming very aware of his surroundings now and is freaked out by it. So, um, yeah, that doesn't stop. Yeah. <laughs> True statement. <laughs> so, uh, I haven't done a whole lot. Um, before the last podcast, I was really heavy into breath of fire and I got really far. I didn't realize how far because uh, just while waiting here for my chance to speak, I'm, I just beat the last boss. So finish Breath <laughs> of Fire. Yay. <laughs> um, and then I've been playing um, the one thing that I can play, which is my uh, mobile games. Uh, I'm still very deep into Pokemon Masters. Um, they actually just had a like a big developer announcement where they said that they're going to try and um, bolster the gameplay a little bit. So I guess a lot of people are kind of feeling the fact that the events seem very similar and they're not very frequent. Um, so they're going to try and push more of that, um, change up the rewards and things. But I have a level 97 Houndoom who's been carrying me through most of these events anyways. So it's been, uh, uh, it's still a blast. I'm still really enjoying it. Um, Chris, have you stopped playing entirely? Uh, which game? Sorry. Uh, Pokemon Masters? I didn't really ever start. I oh, okay. Like I wasn't played sure. played around with it for three minutes and said, free to play, don't kind of care. <laughs> then I heard that yeah. you got like through all the content or something, and I was like, oh, I'm behind. Don't really care. <laughs> yeah, so. the uh, main story, I think there was 18 chapters, um, and it's pretty easy to get through the main story for single player. Uh, the co-op stuff I'm still pretty stuck on, though. Um, there's a few of the late chapters where if the teams aren't built right, um, you will lose over and over again. So I think I've got a little bit of that to do. Um, but like all the, the weekly or biweekly events that come up, I mean, they're all pretty straightforward and have been pretty easy. I remember easy. what it was. Like, I was in the tutorial, and I was like, I don't really want to play all this right now, but it kept making me play more and play more and play more. I'm like, I, I, no, I need to get off the toilet and go do work. And <laughs> it's like, I'm just closing this app. Second, <laughs> like, second best place to play mobile games on the toilet. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they end up um, changing over the next couple of months. I think they basically put out their gaming plan up to March, which will be the six-month anniversary of the game. Um, so we'll see. But I've had some pretty good draws uh, from the sync pairs. I never ended up getting blue. Uh, but now I'm saving up gems because I'm hoping red will come soon, and I really want to get him. Uh, he will likely have his chizzard, and I want him. But that was it. 
Yeah, I I have a couple people that have asked me to play Pokemon Masters because they're stuck at endgame content that they need like help with. Yeah. Um, but so far I haven't. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, anytime you play a gotcha game, it's you know you're really at the luck of the draw. So um, the reason I enjoy the co-op stuff is because you can grab somebody or you know a couple of people who have gotten better draws than you or you know, have the draws that you need for a specific element. Um, but, you know, I've actually gotten pretty decent luck with those things. I don't feel like it's too lopsided. Um, I feel like maybe one every three or four events, I grab, like, whoever the featured character was. So I don't feel like that's too bad. And, uh, again, outside of purchasing once just to support the game um, and say, like, hey, I'm enjoying your game. Thanks for doing it. Um, I'm still playing completely free to play and I feel like they give plenty of gems for free draws. I think twice actually the developers have been like, Hey, we fixed the bug. I didn't even notice the bug. Um, but they give you rewards for that. And it's usually about 3000 gems, which is enough for another draw. I was about to ask how much is a draw? Yeah, it's 3000. So they'll usually give you enough for one. That's cool. All right. Yep. Maybe I should try it. Is it a good time to jump in? No, you shouldn't try it, Anna. You know what you should do? <laughs> play more Apple Arcade games. Which I've are played actually free. All of, like you, so many. You Apple. didn't play all of them. I haven't played them all, so you, I still need what to the do... golf? Where's your what the? I want you to just play ten minutes of what the golf. I'm not asking for a lot here. Come on. I haven't played Jenny LeClue yet, and no. that would be a good uh, thing for Adventure Corner. You should probably look at Card of Darkness, too, or Card Pocalypse. Uh, I have, hang on, I have um, you Card also look Pocalypse at well, downloaded. Not. I just haven't played it yet. There's also a Shantae game, Anna. Yeah, I'm not interested in it. Ocean I want to watch you maybe? Play it. Oh, wait, that's 3D Zeldas. You don't yeah, like 3D Zeldas like now. Stranded Sails? Um, that was the one that I played at PAX where I was like, yeah. this is okay, but the combat system is but How about muta Mutazion? Mutazion? Yeah, that one. Yeah, no, I looked at it, and it was kind of meh. Oh, okay. So when the you things... guys... Sorry, oh, go ahead. sorry. I was just going to say, when you guys play your Apple Arcade games, do you play with controllers, she or does. do you use the... I do. Oh, okay. It's why yeah. I was mad about Various Day Life. The controller support is garbage. Was it? Yeah, yeah I, I have a hard time with... Uh, like action games and things that require good, you know, hand-eye coordination um, and not being able to use a controller. I feel like the touchpad just doesn't have... Uh, maybe it's the haptic feedback. I'm not really sure. Yeah, the uh, the, con the, touch the controller support in these games is pretty good usually. Yeah, I mean, so. controller support is mandatory if you're going to be uh, an Apple Arcade game. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, all of the games have it. Um, Various Day Life is the first one that I found that it, it's really bad. That's okay. We've So is the rest of that game. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Um, all right. So is that what everybody's been playing? Everyone? We're, are we all done? I think we're all done. Cool. Hey, you know what time it is? It's time for the feedback. Oh, not the news. Sorry. I know. I was about to start duty. <laughs> um, <laughs> where's the mail? It never fails. It makes me want to get a donut. All right. So we asked, what's your favorite bad performance from a good voice actor? 
And so we asked this on Twitter, and Ryusu says, To this day, it still stuns me that Fuka, Yamagishi, and Rachel Alucard are the same person. Fuka is Persona 3? Yeah. Who's Rachel Alucard? Uh, she plays Blue, isn't she? She plays what? Blaze She's Blue. in the She's in yeah the Ox, Ox System Works fighting oh, series blah, blue. with the ridiculous... With the ridiculous plot. I'm assuming she uh, marries Alucard? I don't really know. All right. No, she's a vampire. Oh, she is a vampire. She is an Alucard. Okay. Okay. That's Dracula backwards, by the way. No! Spoilers! Um, And uh, Rick says, Cam Clark as Liquid Snake is priceless. I love bad voice acting, and this is one of the best. Isn't he Donatello from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yes. Leonardo. Leonardo, that's what I meant. Yeah. And it's like, why is Leonardo talking to me while I'm crawling through this vent? I don't understand it. He's also (laughs) uh, in the original dub of um, Akira. He's uh, Kanada. Kanada! Tetsuo! (laughs) Kanada. All right. Uh, we also got uh, feedback from Featherhoof, who says, I'd have to say Grant George in Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition is Yuri Lowell. Not to say it's a bad performance so much as it's a bad approximation, because Grant George got set up for failure from the get-go, being asked not to voice a character, but to approximate Troy Baker voicing a character. Often giving... Uh, the character of Yuri, a different personality than Troy gave him, and making Yuri look like he was suffering some some kind of multiple personality disorder. People like to say they can't hear the difference between the two and can't tell when the voice switches between actors, but I can hear it clear as day. It wasn't a deal-breaker, and I still enjoyed the game immensely, but I'm not going to pretend it wasn't very noticeable. I don't know if I got far enough to have both of the voice actors talk, so if I did, I didn't notice <laughs> um, strawberry eggs. My example for the Wait question a second. Of the week. Wait a second. Cam Clark was part of a family that would go on the family feud and sing. What? Yeah. Are are we? Okay. I. Well, I'm sorry. I'm still on this camp. I went to his YouTube video, and there's all this. This is weird, Anna. Okay. <laughs> is this part of um, something called the King Family, or is this a different <clears throat> Cam Clark? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Cam Clark is also all of the male blood elves. Yes, he was. Oh my gosh. They had the King family show and his family did TV specials. Oh my gosh. This is, he was in the Snorks and Robotech. Okay. I'm sorry. I'll stop talking about Cam Clark. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Strawberry eggs. My favorite example for the question Wait, of the week. Wait, that also means he has the best sillies in World of Warcraft, doesn't he? Chris. He asked for a scrunchie. <laughs> oh, I kill for a scrunchie right now. <laughs> are what you are done? We about? What are we We're, talking about? You have now interrupted strawberry eggs. Oh, strawberry eggs, I apologize. What is your feedback? All right. Strawberry eggs example is the first time Hilda, the Witch of Destruction, is properly introduced in Stella Glow. Voiced by the venerable Wendy Lee of VA, I admire and respect very much. 
I think she's both a skilled voice actor and a skilled actor and voice director. Throughout the rest of Stella, and even as a brief flashback to the beginning, Wendy does an excellent job voicing Hilda. The exception being the prologue chapter. Hilda is likely supposed to sound cold and aloof, but she just sounds really bored instead. Bad is harsh, but it certainly could have been better. No, I'm totally with her on this one. Um, Hilda at the start of the game sounds like she just needs a friggin' nap. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Victor writes in and says, in my opinion, Dragon Quest three and Dragon Quest nine suffer from the same problems. The create a party system mem- the create a party system means no party member other than the hero could be connected to the game story and grinding job levels in both games became so tedious that the post game content was more trouble than it was worth. Ah, ah, this ties into our grinding conversation from earlier. Oh, I think you have a baby with Hilda. You can. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's there's an ending with all of the characters. Some of them have babies, and some of them it's just kind of implied that you're going to have a relationship. Oh, boy. So, yeah, I think Hilda's the oldest, which is probably why you baby with her. <laughs> which is why you <laughs> baby with her. <laughs> um, question of the week. Yes. Uh, Victor says, since we're exclu- excluding Final Fantasy X for obvious reasons, my favorite bad video game voice acting is in Arc Rise Fantasia. I'm actually surprised that Barry didn't say this. Mm. Nico and Cecile's English voices were notoriously painful to hear. At the same time, their VAs fit their respective characters perfectly. The entire game has been justifiably criticized for bad VA, but it's one of my favorite JRPGs of all time. Oh, man. There was a game. It was um, a PS2 game. It was GameStop exclusive. It had, like, circle or cross or something in the name. Crap, I have it. I know what you're talking about. And the voice acting is so bad. So, um... Dang it. It's like Chaos Bringer or something. Are we talking about any game? I don't remember. Are we talking about any game or just some RPGs? Well, we're talking about RPGs. Chaos okay. Wars. Chaos Wars, right here on Chaos the Chaos Wars, thank yep. you. Yeah, that's on this list. Um, do we count the 3DO Zelda games? No. Okay. So are... How about Enchanted Arms? Uh, Yeah, that was pretty bad. That was a PlayStation game, right? No, that was the 360 can we, game. Can we conclude that Mega Man 8? Because then we get to say Dr. Dr. Wily. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess not. Uh, um, well, all of the voice acting in Kingdom Hearts is really good. Like some of the sound alike actors trying to imitate who they're trying to be can be pretty funny, especially the guy who's the um, Danny DeVito sound alike for uh, Phil. Apparently, Sweet and Tear Crease is bad. It's not yeah. Great. And Two Worlds was bad. Um, oh, what was that game? Shenmue. Shenmue 2 is on this list. Okay. Apparently as the worst, even worse than Shenmue. <laughs> I'm looking Remember we were watching sailor? a clip of that? Because um, Giant Bomb <laughs> Giant was Bob playing it. Giant Bomb played through Shenmue 1, and yeah. it was just the worst. Are you looking for a Chinese man? <laughs> Are there any sailors around? Would you like to play Lucky Hit? <laughs> or the, the Jamaican hot dog vendor guy? Oh, Vaughn's Vaughn's pointing out in the chat that um, the guy playing Woody in Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, he was um, sounded like an impression of Tom Hanks and then found out that it was Tom Hanks' brother that was playing Woody. (laughs) 
Yeah, and that happens a lot with Tom Hanks' brother, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I've heard this story before. Yeah. All right, and then someone, I don't know who, puts, puts says... Uh, uh, hold oh, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, okay. So Alex put in the sheet, Crispin Freeman's British accent in Resident Evil Degeneration. I like how he air quotes British accent. <laughs> Are we are we gonna look that up? I'm gonna look it up, but I don't know that uh, we can make it so everyone can hear it. Okay, <laughs> just be you and me and um, the the stream. Okay, oh then I will continue moving forward. Yeah, I'll move forward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Now he's playing it. That's not English. Must be the wrong character. Ah, uh, no, that's not. Yeah, that's not him. Okay. Who All right. Do we need? Moving on. It's time for the news. Oh, sorry. I can't do a rolled R. No, can't do that. Strategy RPG War of Assured was announced this week. War of Oh. War of Assured. A S H I R D. What is this? It is set in Ashurd, which has three different oh. factions vying for dominance. Oh, and it looks like, oh, it, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, this map, Anna, no. The last game I played like this was, it put me to sleep. Oh, I played a game like this. Oh, I got to. Oh, no, bad. Hang on. Oh, open, let's hope it's not one of those. Open oh, bad, bad, my bad, yearly bad, log bad, of bad, games. Bad, I think bad, I played bad, it last bad, year bad, before I had surgery. Bad, 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 bad. Anyway, so this game has three pictures. Yeah, on our this site. is this looks like Tokyo Tattoo Girls. No, I think I just it. yeah. You said it. <laughs> I, I don't know what this is. If this is one of those, this is from Ingrasil Studio and developer Kumio Soft. It's a fantasy I strategy have heard RPG. Of neither of those people. And so it's all hybrid we know... combat that has different tactics for sieges and open skirmishes. Yeah. You manage your kingdom, and it looks like you can date your generals or something. Yeah, so. there's multiple endings for each of the girls. Um, so we know it's wait, coming Wait, wait, wait. To... Is this one of those where each province is represented by a girl or where all the historical generals are replaced with female versions? Why is that girl grabbing her breasts? I don't know. Okay. It's that kind of game, though, isn't <laughs> I it? I guess. Ugh. All dirty. right, so it's coming to PC, PS4, Nintendo Switch. Yeah, so I'm playing anymore. it. Digimon Rearise. <laughs> uh, no, Digimans. no release window. All right, Digimon Rearise is available now for iOS and Android. What does that mean? Um, it's a it's a gotcha Digimon game. Oh, why do you have to ruin it with gotcha? Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I, it's got a funky story or soundtrack rather. Yeah. And you I collect Digimans. I appreciate that that game br uh, brings homage back to the original um, Digimon uh, LCD toy. Oh yeah, the Digivoice. <laughs> yeah. So the idea is is Digimon, Digimon are realizing into the real world. I have a question. Uh, the original Digimon LCD toy implying is that the first incarnation of Digimon or something? Yeah, yeah, it was, that's it. It was a Tamagotchi was, competitor first? Yes. Yeah, it okay. was uh, by I'm the not same sure it was people. first, but yeah. They no, I want to know what was first. No, it was uh, by the same people that did Tamagotchi. It was more for boys 
to play with to have their own Tamagotchi only instead of just raising it, you rose it to fight. And then and you can, therefore you can it's boys. <laughs> then Pokemon yeah. came out, and it's like, okay, now we need to make our competitor. Let's use our Digimons. Okay. Yeah, and you used um, you could connect to um, was Digimon Digimon. I can't. Keep Digimon this. was no, first. Were... Yeah, the, the Digivice came out first in 1999. But like, yeah. did the Digimon come first to a video game format? No. No. Okay. Well, I mean, unless. Unless you count the LCD thing as a video game. No, 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 yeah, the video no, game first released in 1999 as well. No. But um, yeah, I yeah, mean, they were connect. they were like neck and neck, but Digimon technically. Yeah, did come but Pokemon first. was 98, wasn't it? No, no it 96, matter, right? I think. There you go. Oh, why did I Peter think Digimon was first? Yeah. Digimon was 90. Digimon was 97 in terms of the actual. Okay. Actually, no, the first one was 97. All right, what I'm learning is that. Nobody knows, and as soon as we keep talking yeah. about it, I realize quickly nobody actually cares. All right, so this will make this will make Chris da- sad. Divinity what? Fallen Heroes has been iced. This is the Divinity uh, strategy, strategy RPG, RPG yep. sequel to Divinity Original. So Sin basically, Larian series. Studios and Logic Artistics put out a letter that said we are not capable of developing this game at the scope we want to at this time and it is going to be shelved. This has been weird. Like this game in my opinion came out of nowhere. Then all of a sudden was it like packs and stuff being shown in a playable form and everyone's like, "By the way, there's a TRPG sequel to Divinity coming." Like, "What?" And then now it's gone. Yep. <laughs> yeah, this this game has had a weird life. Did it ha- it must have had a bad showing at packs then. I I have no idea. I mean, don't, don't you think that's what happens? Like, if they're going to show it, and then shortly after showing it, be like, by the way, we're not making that now, that's got to be feedback, right? I I don't know. Okay. There there could be so many things coming So Larian's this. saying, both all right. Both Larian and Logic Artists are both working on other projects. So it may okay. just be that the division of labor that they expected was not seen on both sides. Though we all value the work that everyone was put into Fallen Heroes... And though we lament its status as of now, we all agree that there's a great game in there that will sometime reach the players who await it. What? <laughs> okay, so it's going to come out later, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> this is pretty deeply iced. Yeah, I, hmm. we'll, we'll see if they come back to it after Baldur's Gate 3. So Larian's going to keep working on Baldur's Gate 3, and since Logic Artists is the people who are actually making this game, the question is, um, will they ever get back to it? No idea. Well, Logic, um, Logic Artists has its own exposition series. Yeah, what? they they both they exposition? each have their own thing. Expeditions. Expeditions. Oh. You Google it; it's a pretty big series. Are you sure? I've never heard of it. Uh, Expeditions Viking. You. Oh, oh. See, so you got to go by and, the word I would have heard. And, of. Con- and conquistador. 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 Okay. Is this is this a game like Alice would play? Yes. Is a is this a turn-based RPG where you take over the planet slowly? Um, so oh. Pokemon revealed no, more. This is actually a TRPG. Uh, oh, Gigan. How do you pronounce this? What are we talking about? Gigantamax. I hear Long Meowth. No, it's probably Our description is Long Meowth, which is a reference to Long Cat. Yes. So, oh my gosh, it's Long Meowth. <laughs> Look at this thing. <laughs> And there's a fat Pikachu. It's an OG <laughs> fatty chew. Yeah, so the guy Whoa, gets to Max. There's a birthday cake Pokemon. Yeah. What is this birthday cake Pokemon? Do we know I what that is? Or is I, that a I think that's Puff. 
I think that's. I think so. Off. I think that was one of the ones announced. So that bird, start. it's that iron bird. It got yeah, real big. Yeah, a corvanite, I believe it's called. Yeah. New Gigantamax forms. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, if you have a save file from Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu or oh, Let's Go Pikachu. Eevee, you it's can get the, the respective Pokemon. It is the old Chabichu. It's very adorable. <laughs> um, I saw this. I thought it was fan art. The other day. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Oh, wow, it's also, a giant Pikumichu or whatever that is. Mimikyu. Mimikyu, that's the one. Mimikyu. Yeah, that's the one. By the way, am I the only one that was really upset that they put out new Pikachu Halloween costumes? Look at that fluffy One Eevee. of the Pikachu Halloween costumes is Mimikyu. Yeah. That's horrible. Why? Because Mimikyu is trying to dress up to be Pikachu. But Pikachu dressing up as Mimikyu. No, Chris. That's, that's, that's just horrible. That's the sincerest form of flattery. Horrible. Though. No. Are, are you saying it's that horrible. Pikachu it's is cult- culturally appropriating Mimikyu? <laughs> no, I'm saying Pikachu wants to be... Mi- Look at this Charizard! Everything Charizard! Gigantamax yeah. Char... What does that even mean? It's a, it's got dot, It's got a cutie mark. What the hell? <laughs> it's Yeah, so it develops cutie marks on its tummy and both of its legs. I don't understand. They're scales. Okay. They're just like out. And they're just like. There's a giant polygon thing. Okay. I. There's so many. Th- those wings and that butterfree. It's gonna. It's Mothra. <laughs> wow, it is Mothra. You should show that to your dad. He'd like that. <laughs> it throws smaller butterflies at the opponent. <laughs> All right. Here's the birthday cake one. Oh, it looks like um 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 you know. Uh, Sir Knight um, 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 Leak Spin Pokemon is going to get a form too. Um, no he was in front of the um, Log Cat. Look at this Log Cat. Oh, he has no. Just Demon Eyes. It's Demon. It's oh. It's I really cat. hope in the anime series that Team Rocket's Meowth Gigantamaxes at some point. I hope <laughs> that they release a plush of this that's like. Well, well, like that three um, six foot long fruit plush that they put out. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. That would Meowth. be amazing. <laughs> do they have an Alolan version too? No. Do they have a okay? When is um, this out? I want to play Pokemon. November fifteenth. So you have yet. less than Pokemon? a month to wait. And they released a unicorn. A yeah, new it's unicorn. it's my version exclusive. It's, <laughs> what? It's uh, shield. What? It's shield exclusive. No. You get the Sir Knight. But if you want a sparkle pony, you better get a duck. Well, can't we trade? Yes, that's the idea. Oh, okay. You better get me a duck. I'll get you a duck. Thanks. I'll what get duck? you a sparkle pony. You want a duck? Surfetched. Oh, furfetched. I, is yeah. sh- I, is sword exclusive? Yeah. And because I, I don't want bread dogs, so I have to. I have to go with sword. I want bread dog. Uh, you're wrong. Okay. I, I'm amused at the picture people put out of uh, Galarian Ponita next to Gal- Galarian coughing and said, fairy, not fairy. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Galarian Ponita is not fairy, right? Right. It's psychic. It's psychic. Right. But uh, hey, it's a pony you can pet without burning your hand. Great. So no, that's it'll an just, advantage. It'll just How about not freezing you either? Hmm? What about, what did you say, Anna? How about not freezing you either? Yeah. Oh, wait. Is there a nice version of the Ponyta? Yes. Where? It was It was game-specific. There was an Ice Sandshrew and an Ice Ponyta. No. I thought it was an Ice Vulpix. 
Right. My no, my bad. Tub. My bad. Hey, look, I'm not perfect. There's like 8 million of these things. Uh, let's talk about Fallout 76. <laughs> well, because... so if you were really looking forward to the Wastelanders update, mm. which adds NPCs and private servers, how come this news. is the game that's not canceled instead of the Divinity 2 TRPG? Um, because they invested so much into it, they have Probably to get something out of it. They're money out of it at this point, too. Well, and they have that, like, that microtransaction shop okay, that apparently on. is making bank. Can, can I direct you to the screen where we're streaming what Peter's playing, Anna? What are you playing, Peter? <laughs> it's Contra. Contra <laughs> <laughs> switched off of um, Breath of Fire. Breath of Fire well, Contra. It. Oh, he beat right. it. Oh, he beat it while yeah, we yeah. were sitting here. We took too yeah, long. <laughs> Congratulations, All right, Peter. so yeah, uh, there's, there's still stuff right, to be planned 76. in 2019. But they're the... delaying the update. And um, they're going to... Oh, but they're going to do new things. Oh, you can say them. I'm no, looking. continue. You've already treaded all the ground that I have. First edition will be private servers. And you can mod the servers. No time frame offered for this feature. Second thing will be changes to the reward system as in regards to the atomic shop. The in-game challenges and rewards will be changed to be easier to understand and obtain. Items <laughs> will continue to remain purchasable with real money. And there's several updates still planned for 2019. New events, a legendary player system, a public test server, and perk loadouts. Uh, are you going to play Fallout 76 now, Anna? No. you going to play Fallout 76, Peter? Absolutely not. you going to play Fallout 76, Kelly? No. Alex, you going to play Fallout 76? Well, I need to play uh, 5 through uh, 70, 75 <laughs> first. <laughs> <laughs> if they get up to 76 that's what i want to know they just skip that one this is this is a danganronpa v3 problem yeah i say madden's got that issue because madden's madden 25 oh no that's right the 26th anniversary so it's got five years shoot they didn't think that one through maybe they'll skip that year (laughs) yeah right all right so underwater way ramono yeah so alex can you say this no. Okay. Utawari Ramono. <laughs> Utawari Ramono. There you go. So there's three yeah, just... games uh, Prelude to the Fallen, Mask of Deception, Mask of Truth. So they came out previously on like Vita and PS4. Um, and one of them is coming next year. So what they did is yeah, in Japan, in Japan, they stripped out the TRPG battles and just made them straight up visual novels and put them out on mobile. Okay. So, yeah, that's a thing. No idea if it's going to come out here. Um, Final Fantasy XIV uh, is getting a patch 5.1. So, Vows of Virtue, Deeds of Cruelty is the first part of the post-Shadowbringers main oh, scenario. Shit. New Dungeon, The Grand Cosmos, first part of Your Ha which is the 24-player raid that ties into Near Automata. I thought this was already out. No? I thought no. the Near stuff was already out. No. Oh, no. All right. It got announced, like, way before it got put into the game. Yeah. Well, I think um, they announced it before the, yeah, announcement, or they, when they announced Shadowbringers. Um, new additions coming to the patch are an extreme version of the final trial in Shadowbringers, as well as the debut of new game plus mode. 
um, as well as the start of uh, overhauling the gathering and crafting classes. So we've talked about the new game plus mode before, right? Yeah, I seem to recall talking about this a few months ago. That's why I think. Uh, Yes. But I don't think we know what it is, do we? Um, Yeah, I think it was actually fairly well detailed. Mm. Oh, that's a link. Yeah. Yeah. Hang right. on. Uh, no, I'm op- I opened the link. Yes. I opened All the right. Link and it um, says new game things. plus mode lets you go through previously completed quests yep. and to redo cutscenes, dialogue, and battles otherwise unavailable. But did they fix the early stuff yet? Yes. Or is that so later? So that's coming. Uh, it, yeah, it doesn't include the Realm Reborn stuff. It's only uh, Heaven's Ward, nah. uh, Stormblood, and Shadowbringers. Right. They cut that and said they're going to do that later because it's taking. Yeah. Why are you it's a like panda sweet. in Contra, Peter? Does Contra literally have a panda in it now? Stop being distracted. He's doing flips and crap. He's a ninja panda. So, yeah, if you're interested, uh, 5.11 is a patch that will be coming after all of that stuff. Um, We'll have the restoration of the Holy Sea of Ishgard. I bet you I get to turn in garbage equipment for that. Yeah, gathering and crafting classes, as well as an ultimate difficulty raid, the Epic of Alexander. They've also started discussing 5.15 patch, which will have a new PvP map. Okay. So, yep. Final so it's a little Fantasy. different than the Doma building stuff. Yep. Um, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius the musical is what? coming to Japan. What? Um, yeah, so they're doing two concerts. The Wait, Tokyo what? show um, will run from March 6th through March 15th, 2020. And then the Kobe showings will be March 20th through March 29 in Kobe. And the person who's in charge of this script is somebody who's done stage adaptations of Mobile Suit Gundam and Blue and other things besides. So apparently this is a thing they're very good at, I guess. Hey, the Analog Pocket got announced this week. Oh, announced? What do you yes. mean announced? Oh, the Analog Pocket. Yes, right. the Analog Pocket. I keep so, so when people keep saying Analog Pocket, you know what I think of? What? I think of that thing that you crank. That that no. handheld, oh. it's a totally different thing, <laughs> yeah, totally right? Totally different. That's the um, I don't know what it's called. Yeah. So the this idea is, the, this is, is analogs like really expensive NES or SNES or Genesis things, but now it's a portable. Yeah. So um, the it's idea a G- is GBA one. Well, it's also okay. So it's say what Game it is? Boy, Game yep. Boy Color, mm-hmm. Game Boy Advance, and then there's a cartridge adapter to play Game Gear, Neo Geo. Neo Geo Pocket Color, Atari Lynx, quote-unquote, and more. No emulation. Completely engineered in two with an asterisk FPGAs. I don't know why there's an asterisk. So, and then not only did they announce the Analog Pocket, but they also announced the Monster Pocket, which is ten times the resolution of an original Game Boy. Wait, what? Say that again? They also announced a Monster Pocket. What's the Monster Pocket? It's ten times the resolution of an original Game Boy. But wait. No, I think that's just a phrase I used. I think that's the analog pocket. Monster Pocket. No, it's just the pocket. What here's here's the actual accessory. Wow, I totally misunderstood their marketing on the website. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, so two things. Actually, there's two other big deals here, Anna. First of all, there's a second dedicated FPGA for developers to put their own stuff on here, like their own cores. This is a big deal because the last thing Analog put out, the Genesis one, Mm -hmm. didn't have the option to load extra cores. 
you had to kind of hack it to make that happen, I, I think, if you could pull that off. So now they're getting back to actually letting you put your own cores on this thing. That's a huge deal. People were starting to pull out of analog because they were starting to close it down. Um, having that second thing there is going to be a big deal because um, you'll be able to like have extra updated compatibility and stuff for other portable games you want to okay. play later. They and also announced a dock. A dock. That's it. Yeah. That's the so other thing. So it's like a Switch where you dock it yeah. and you can play it on the TV there and it's go. easy to stream. You can um, sync up with wireless devices that are Bluetooth, including 8-bit dough. So I don't know if I'm going to buy this, but I went ahead and put my name on the mailing list. Yeah, so I, I mean, they're, they're looking to ship next year. It's going to be $200. Um, limited quantities are going to be available. Um, there's a couple companies that I hear that are considering putting out some of their back catalog um, in reaction to this because limited run games, I guess, did some Game Boy cartridges for like an old Star Wars game. Mm-hmm. So, See, I'm I'm curious about this because my Game Gear uh, doesn't do sound anymore. Like one of the capacitors for sound is just fried. Also, it's a Game uh, Gear, and who wants to hold that thing? It's so heavy. Ooh. Yeah, mine had like the the like strap on giant battery pack of Doom, <laughs> so that I didn't have to use like eighteen triple double A's or whatever it was. Yeah. Oh, that thing was huge. All right. Uh, hey, we have reviews. I have semi. I have oh. semi breaking news. Ooh, what's up? Uh, Sun the Skies is coming to console in the first half of twenty twenty. Okay. Didn't we? Know also, that Crusader Kings three got announced. Which is mostly for Alice, but... Oh, Sunless Guys. Ooh, they announced this for consoles? Yay! Yep. I'm so excited. So I really want to play this, but it's... One. Oh, shiggy. Hmm? Not Switch? No, Switch. Switch, oh, okay. PS4, and Xbox One. Oh. That's the first thing. Oh, Alex, you gave me a heart attack. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, we have editorial content. We had four reviews this week. Only four reviews this week. Um, Alex reviewed uh, Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel 3, gave it a 5 out of 5. Rita's review to find out why. Um, we have a review for Dragon Quest Two Luminaries of the Legendary Line, which is the uh, Nintendo Switch port of the game, a 3 out of 5. Um, we have a Dragon Quest Three Seeds of Salvation review by yours truly, and I gave it three and a half out of five. And uh, then we had an indivisible review by Pascal, and he just wishes the game was a little better. Three and a half out of five. And uh, you'll you'll want to read the whole review to figure out um, what's going on there. Um, I'm going to skip the first story in briefs because it's no longer relevant. Um, it's about a limited run games that's already sold out. Uh, Disgaea 4 Complete Plus has a demo available now on the, both the PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. Uh, this demo lets you play through the game's first chapter. You will be able to transfer your save data to the full game when it launches. There are some bugs in this um, demo that you may want to watch out for. There's like a level that opens up but doesn't actually open up. And if you try to go into it, it crashes. Um, so, but yeah, uh, if you're interested in trying out the game uh, before its release on October 29th, uh, grab the demo. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines 2 got delayed. So they said, hey, um, we want this to not suck like the first Bloodlines game. Um, they originally were thinking um, Q1 2020, and now they're thinking late 2020. 
Um, we have more details for the fairy tale RPG that every week we go, is that part of an anime? Yes, it's part of an anime. No, is it part of an anime? Yes, it's really part of an anime. So, um, Are you, you sure it's learn, part of an anime? It is part of an anime. Okay, I right. feel very self-assured about okay. this. All right, good. Um, Yakuza, like a dragon, had another um, blog update where they discussed the bond system. Um, basically, you uh, can increase your relationship with people more than you could in previous games. You can do things like um, play sports, go to the movies, um, and go sit down at a restaurant. You can have conversations. Um, and as you uh, level up their uh, bond meter, um, they will... You will learn more about their background. They will um, discuss more things about themselves. Um, you can have like conversations about advice that maybe um, Kasuga can give them. Um, yep. So this is coming out January 16, 2020 in Japan and late 2020 in North America. Whew. All right, guys. What? We got to throw down a question of the week. What are we throwing oh, down? Oh, throwing oh, down? oh, actually, there's like a thing trending on Twitter that I want to talk about. Oh, is this the one that I participated in? Yes. <laughs> so your unpopular game opinion. RPGs. So, yeah, um, there's there's this hashtag dog going around. Hashtag your unpopular game opinion. I want to hear your unpopular game opinions about RPGs. I think yours um, was Sonic. Final Fantasy VIII is great. <laughs> um, I think Final Fantasy thirteen is awesome. Ooh. Um, gosh. How about, like, not Final Fantasy? Do you guys have opinions? Uh, <laughs> no, I think, I'm just I think Earthbound is overrated. Oh, yeah. No, I can totally get behind that. I think Chrono Trigger is overrated. I'm going to get so much hate mail. Hey, <laughs> hey, I took a screenshot in Final Fantasy, or sorry, not Final Fantasy, in Dragon Quest Three, where it says, you receive hate mail. And I'm like, I'm going to keep this. <laughs> I'm going to have use for it in the future. <laughs> it's cursed armor. Oh, what? What else? I, see, I need to play like a bad RPG and say that it's good, but usually I bail on bad RPGs because they're boring. Criminal Girls, despite the weird punishment system, has a really good story. Apparently, I'm the only person who thinks The Witch and the Hundred Knight was awful. No, what? No. no, that's a, no. That's a no, popular. No, that's not unpopular. <laughs> Thank God. We want to I mean, assure I, the you fact that, that they no. made a sequel makes me think otherwise, but. It doesn't mean that people thought it was good. At C Fallout seventy six. <laughs> All right. I I have um I had a mm, no I forgot it I had a question oh I knew I was gonna do this too I came up with a good question in the car while going to get Duncan oh I I thought of one just now I think Diablo three is the best one out of the trilogy. Ooh. Fight me. <laughs> All right. So um, you can respond to our unpopular Ooh. opinions. Oh, I, I had an actual question for you all. Okay. I had an actual question for you all. Kay. Do you think, so at, at this point, do you consider, with the, the extreme rise in popularity of the Switch, and we had all this news this week that the Switch has sold 15 million units and stuff, right? Um, so, like, the Switch is, like, the winner of this console generation now. Do you do you consider... Which console do you consider to be your primary console? And Switch. You, the Switch? 
And then yeah. do you consider, um, d- would you consider yourself having a PS4 or a 360, or, or excuse me, a PS4 or a 1 to play big boy console games on as, a, as an accessory? Or um, is are you just Switch only at I, this point? I mean, the last time I turned on my PS4 was to watch a Blu-ray. I've finished 40 Switch RPGs this year. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty much half and half at the moment. Yeah, PS4 and Switch? I, yep. I, What's your primary console, Alex? Mm, in your opinion? Yeah, probably PS4 just because... It's actually hooked up to the TV. The Switch I play pretty much entirely on handheld mode. But like, if you're playing it more and it's the first thing you go to, does it matter if it's handheld only? Eh, it sort of depends on what I'm playing, but okay. I'm just wondering. I just think it's weird because I think for a lot of people on our show, the Switch is their primary console now, and it's like that happened fast. The, the last um, PS4 game I played was Zonky Zero, and that's only because it was an exclusive. It used to be yeah. like, oh, PS4 is my place, because that's where all the Japanese-only RPGs yeah. go. And yeah. it's like, I don't know that that's true anymore. Well, now that you know, I can just t- take my RPGs and I can play them on the TV, and then when I'm ready for bed, I can pick up my Switch and carry it upstairs and play in bed. I think that's why I obviously have games. come from three weeks of playing the PS4 exclusively <laughs> just for Trials of Cold Steel 3. So. And, and it used to be that I'd have like one console game going and one portable game going, but now I've, I've barely touched my 3DS at all this year. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say that the Switch has kind of taken over. All right. The only PS4 game that I will probably play this year is Cold Steel. And that's because I literally can't play it anywhere else. Okay. My my sheet is Switch, 3DS, iPad, two PC games. Yeah. I have like 10 iPad games that I've played. I've played more iPad games this year than 3DS games. Yeah, that's because of the arcade though, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you say that like it's a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. Like, that's... I hope it's working out financially for the people making games for the arcade because it's certainly a good user experience. Yeah. All right. So if you want to send in a question of the week for us, lots of different ways to do so. One, you can email us, podcast at rpgamer.com. You can call or text us. That's 608-729-4098. You can be like Victor, Strawberry Eggs, and Featherhoof. Find the latest podcast thread on rpgamer.com and uh, slap down a comment there. You can watch out and see if we tweet the question. I'm, I'm pretty good at remembering at this point. And, uh, and uh, we'll, we, we like hearing from you guys. Feedback's awesome. All right. New game releases um, this week. Mary Skelter 2 on Switch. Uh-huh. Uh, the Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel 3 on PS4. Yeah. Destiny Connect, TikTok Travelers on oh. Switch and PS4. Is Pascal almost game. done the review? Because I guess... That, the... Oh, Destiny Connect. Yeah, he said he finished it recently. Okay. The embargo was apparently yesterday, or people broke it. Yeah, yeah I think it was yesterday. Well, how's okay. it doing at the reviews, Anna? Um, okay, okay, but not like... Not like not as good. I as thought Cold it was going to do bad. So. Not as good as Cold Steel, but not as bad as I think you were. Expecting. It was never going to do as good as Cold Steel. Let's yeah. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, it was generally okay in Japan. I think was the okay reception there. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I, I, I think good but not great is a good descriptor. 
Um, Dark Devotion hits Switch and PS4. Cat Quest 2, The Lupus Empire, hits Switch, PS4, and Xbox oh, One. What an old game to be coming over Dang finally, it. Anna. Come on. <laughs> Dang it, now I gotta choose between that and Destiny Connect, even though I have Destiny Connect pre-ordered. Okay, like, isn't Cat Quest 2 10 hours? Um, less. You can, like, play it as long as it took you to go through Link to the Past, probably. Yeah, Cat Quest (laughs) 2, I finished it in 7 hours. No, I didn't do all of the content. If you did all Um, the content, it'd probably be 10 to 12. I might need to wait for a sale. Right. Uh, Dusk Diver plops onto the PC, and The Outer Worlds hits PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Is this one of the ones that people are boycotting because it's EGS exclusive? No, The Outer Worlds is um, from the people who made Fallout New Vegas, so this this one's okay. It gets an exception because it's Obsidian, and we desperately want new Obsidian games. Right. So, yeah. So, it, so here's a weird one. Outer Worlds is Epic Games exclusive. Yeah. And it will also be available on the Windows Store. Because of Xbox One. Yeah, but you can play it on PC via the Windows Store. I know, but that's... You don't... Yes. Yes, you can. And not every game that comes to Xbox comes to the Windows Store. I'm aware. So They all should. It's exclusive, but not really. You can do that sort of half-exclusive on Epic. We've seen that for other games, too. Like, they weren't the only one in that boat. Um, it's just weird to call it exclusive. Well, you need to understand that they're owned by Microsoft now. Yes. So that's the only way this was going to happen. Okay. <laughs> so all the it's always Microsoft first party stuff that or th- companies owned by them are always going to be on that Windows Store. So it's like, hey, um, we are going to be on the Windows Store. We'd like to also be on your store for PC, but if not, then we just won't be. <laughs> hey, after party. Is also out. No, when? no, that's when? in two weeks. Oh. Sorry, October 29th. Sorry, we're gonna play I got that excited. together on PC, uh, Anna. Yeah, yeah. I'll hook the. I'll bring up the big cable to the TV. Epic Game Store exclusive. I have it pre-ordered already. Oh, seriously? Yes. <laughs> on the Epic Game Store. Chris, you're just you're rewarding their bad behavior. Uh-huh. <laughs> Meh. All right. Uh, thanks, Kelly. Thanks, Peter. Yeah. No problem. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, Alex. No thanks to you, Chris. Nah. I keep <laughs> I, getting confused about the Outer Worlds versus the Outer Wilds. Yeah, that confuses me and as I well. And I have a I lot keep... of people say that I should play Outer Wilds too, and I just haven't gotten around to that. Well, not specifically me, but like on podcast saying that's really good, and I'm like, I should try that. Are we going to have a podcast next week? Next week? Yeah, it's yeah. the week after that I don't know. So Actually, we... no, 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 no. Hold on. We leave on a Sunday and yes. come back on a thursday so there's no interruption to the podcast schedule for this trip thumbs up all right so yes we will continue podcasting i'm sure we'll miss thanksgiving weekend yes we will i'm planning on it just for my sanity (laughs) Uh, no i'm i'm happy for it because usually i'm so busy that i can't even function look if you make fried chicken for that woman again uh (laughs) sorry sorry. that's an inside joke yeah yeah really (laughs) All right. I'm going to go back to salivating over Mr. Gord. That, 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 <laughs> that was actually Christmas. Oh, still. my bad. <laughs> Someday you will tell the fried chicken story, but we should probably let everybody go for today. Thanks, oh. just, just let them wander. Let them wander. Bye-bye. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Del North. Thanks, Forecast. Uh, thanks to everybody who listens. <laughs> yeah, by the way, yeah, thank you, listeners. Yeah, 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 thanks. Love you. Bye.